Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Father, I pray right now, Lord, as we were singing the song, that it, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I was just impressed that uh, there may be many of us here this morning that the enemy has been attacking us, attacking us uh, in our minds and in our thoughts, maybe even uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, and it looks like we're surrounded, but your word says we're surrounded by you. Father, and I just pray that this morning your Holy Spirit would encourage us, encourage our hearts, encourage our minds, encourage our lives, Father, that we would have our eyes open, that we would see that we're surrounded by you and see that you are victorious, Lord, in every area of our lives. And we proclaim that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We may be seated. We are so glad that you are with us this morning, If whether you're joining us online uh, or you're with us this morning. If you're a guest, welcome. We're so thankful that you are here uh, worshiping with us this morning. If you've been uh, with us the last few weeks, you, you know that we've been on a series uh, looking at prophecy and prophetic words, and we're going to continue with that this morning uh, some with some general information on prophecy as we've looked at in the previous weeks and also looking at how operating in the gift of prophecy can be done in order. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 39, uh, Paul encouraged the believers to earnestly desire all of the spiritual gifts, but specifically uh, desiring the gift of prophecy. And then he added in verse 40 that all things should be done decently and in order. Before we get in into the message, I want to take a look at that word prophesy again, uh, or what a prophetic word is. And when we started the series, uh, I think it was about four weeks ago, uh, w- when the youth came back from camp and, and we had the, the rattle message, we, we looked at the word that Ezekiel had shared and what God had given him to prophesy to the dry bones. And that word prophesy means to speak by inspiration. Speaking under the influence of God's Spirit. Often God uses these words to tell us of future events so that when they happen, God gets the glory. But before we continue, I just want to point out that while God does use prophetic words to speak of future events, not all prophetic words are speaking of future events. Remember that the definition of a prophetic word is just that we're speaking under the influence of God's Spirit, that He's speaking a word and that word is then shared. So if God's speaking of the future and we share that word, it's going to be of the future. If He's speaking of something going on right now, it's going to be about what's going on right now. Now, but it's just relaying what God has said. And there's at least one example of that in Scripture uh, with the prophet Nathan. Uh, David, uh, there's an account that many of you are probably uh, aware of. If you're not, uh, David uh, committed adultery and uh, slept with a woman named Bathsheba. And to cover up that sin, he uh, had her husband, Uriah, killed. Um, and he kind of thought he'd gotten away with it. Well, God speaks to the prophet Nathan and says, go to David. And, and he gives him a method. And if you, if you want to read that story, you can, you can do that. But, um, the, the whole point of that is that he, Nathan was giving a prophetic word. It wasn't about a future event. It was actually about something that had already happened that, that was thought to be hidden. But God, through a prophet, exposed, uh, that sin. And, and David repents. 
uh, of that, and, and God restores him, but not without consequences. And so uh, I've, another example of that just in my personal life is I've received several words over the years that were, were personal words to me that were revelatory but not about future events. It was things that I had been seeking God about, praying uh, and asking God questions about uh, where he had me in my life and what was going on. And someone that I didn't know that that had no idea of what was going on. God gave them a word that then they obediently gave to me, and uh, it, it was the answer to the question that I'd been asking God. And so it was encouraging. It was confirming. Uh, they had no idea and until after they gave it, and I would tell them, I was like, that's... that's it. Oftentimes it wasn't even what I wanted to hear, like it wasn't the answer that I was hoping for or looking for, but I knew it was God, and it was definitely the answer... Uh, to that question that I'd been, been seeking. So, uh, and, and that happened multiple times at multiple places from different people. Um, over, over years, you know, uh, probably a total of 15 plus years. And just over the years when I would get back to a place of just questioning God and if I'd missed Him and if I wasn't, had missed His calling and wasn't where I was supposed to be. And it was, it was basically the same word over and over. And it was, you're where you're supposed to be. And I was like, but I'm not where I want to be. And it was like, well, that's not the point. You're where you're supposed to be. Um, and so each time those were prophetic words, not because they were of something of the future, but because God had spoke it and they delivered that word. These um, prophetic encounters are encouraging and unlip- uplifting because we know when he speaks and he confirms that, that it was a word from God. Uh, over the past few weeks, we've looked at the at scriptures that clearly show that when God speaks a word, he brings that word to pass. If it doesn't come to pass, then it wasn't a word from God. We also looked at multiple passages last week regarding testing of prophetic words. Scripture warns of false prophets and warns of false words and specifically instructs us and encourages us to test words that someone says is prophetic. Just because someone tells you, I have a word for you from the Lord, does not mean that it's a word from the Lord. You have to test that word. You have to seek God in prayer uh, with your relationship with him, with your experience of hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you. Um, And before we look at uh, how the gift of prophecy works in order and can flow uh, even in a service, I want to share a couple more passages that just reiterate uh, these words and these things that we've looked at the past couple weeks. The first is in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19, and it'll be up on the screen. It says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. So the, Samuel was a prophet of God in the Old Testament, uh, and this scripture says that God didn't let a single word that he spoke fall to the ground. Now, this doesn't mean that every word that came out of his mouth was a prophetic word. What it means is every word that he spoke that was a prophetic word or a word from God, that he spoke exactly what God had told him. He didn't add anything to it. He didn't take anything away. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened as God said it. So it was his obedience of hearing the word of God and specifically saying exactly what God had given him to say. And because of that obedience and because of his inclining his heart and inclining his ear to hear the voice of God and sharing that when he did, God honored him by not letting a single word that he spoke fall to the ground. Everything that he said came true because God had said it. 
There wasn't anything special about Samuel other than that he listened to the voice of God and then he said what he heard. In Isaiah 46, verse 9 through 10, God speaks through the prophet Isaiah saying, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and the, from ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. And then in Isaiah 48, 3 through 5, again, God speaks through Isaiah saying, The former things I declared of old, they went out from my mouth and I announced them. Then suddenly I did them and they came to pass because I know that you are obstinate and your neck is an iron sinew and your forehead brass. Basically, he's saying we're a bunch of hard-headed people that we don't, uh, we don't get it. And I declared them to you from old. Before they came to pass, I announced them to you, lest you should say, my idol did them, my carved image and my metal image commanded them. So what, what God's saying here, and you know, we don't currently have too many people that are bowing down to you know, physically built idols. And what God was telling them is, is, I told you all these things before they happened, so when they happened, you would know that it was me who did it. And he said, I declared it from before the beginning. I declared the end. And we know, you know, we can read Revelation. We know how it all ends. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is absolutely no chance Satan is going to win this war. Absolutely none. He's already lost. It's over. And God has declared everything from the beginning all the way to the end. And he's just walking us through it. And we can walk with him or we can fight against him and be you know, one of these obstinate, hard-headed people that refuse to hear the voice of God. But that when he speaks these prophetic words, the whole point is that so you know when it happens, you'll know that God did it. Now we're going to take a look at how uh, prophecy is something that operates in order. Starting at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll be at the end of that chapter and at the beginning and, and the rest of chapter 14. Um, so many of you may know that 1 Corinthians 13 is titled the love chapter. It's all about love and how we're to love and operate in love in the church. Uh, what many of you probably also know is when these letters were written and when Paul wrote this letter, he wasn't delineating chapters and verses. He was just writing a letter to the Corinthians. So this would have been, you know, how many of you have actually received a letter, (laughs) like a written letter? You know, not the older people, not not too many. How many of you never received a written letter? Maybe we should go that way. Any of y'all never received a written letter? No. Maybe everybody, even the kids. You must have a grandparent that, <laughs> that writes to you. Yeah, it's not something that's common anymore. You know, we don't just sit down with pen and paper and write. But when you get one of those, you know, some people will put one, two, three, arrow over. Like you wouldn't, <laughs> you couldn't have figured out the complexity of that riddle. You know, there's a backside to this page. Is there anything over there? Um, but so that's that's how this would have been written, just just page after page. And so 
Paul finishes that, that what we've called the love chapter with these words. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And it flows right into these words, which for us start out verse 1 of chapter 14. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So after he's talked about love and how we're to love each other and encourage one another, and it's not um, selfish and it's not self-seeking, all the things that are in that chapter, then he says, in that heart of love and service and being there for each other, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, because the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing that God, uh, a good gift that he has given us and uses within the body. We'll jump to verse 24. It says, if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. So. Paul's saying when you come together, there can be singing. He calls that hymns, a lesson, teaching or preaching, uh, a revelation, a prophetic word, uh, a tongue. And if there is a tongue, an interpretation, uh, let it be done for the building up of the body. And there's a time and place and order for each gifting. Verse 27, if any speak in a tongue, let there be only two or at most three and each in turn and let someone interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let each one of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. So if there are tongues but no interpreter, then the public uh, tongue should cease. And let two or three prophets speak and let the others weigh what's said. So that reconfirms what we talked about in last week's message. If there's any type of prophetic word, it's not just to be received. Because they said it was from God, it must be from God. We're to weigh it and test it and see if it's true. Verse 31, for you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion but of peace. So God is not of confusion. He operates in peace and he operates in order. And then we'll finish up with verse 39 and 40. Because of all this, so my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. So earnestly desire to operate in the gift of prophecy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done in decency and order. So I want to take a moment and just share uh, our heart, the elder's heart, my heart um, in the operation of spiritual gifts. Uh, so one, we believe we should operate in them. Uh, you know, we've over the last couple of weeks and I would say this whole series has really just been uh you know, 
sharing the word, what the word of God says about spiritual gifts. And, and so we, we believe they're, they're still current. We looked at scriptures the last few weeks of many scriptures that, that would indicate that, that these gifts weren't something that ceased with the prophet, the apostles, that it, uh, continues to this day, and even Jesus said it'll be all the way to the end, it, it, even uh, right before he comes. So so these are gifts that, that we believe continue to operate, but they're also gifts that, as the scripture has said, they're to be tested and judged. Um, it doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to come in. There are going to be false prophets. There are going to be false teachers, and Jesus warned us of those as well. So that's all things that we need to be concerned about. Um, and so my heart has been that, that we operate as the body of Christ in the gifts that God has has given the church. Uh, and that's something that within small groups, within when you gather together with other brothers and sisters in Christ, when we pray for one another, when you uh, know someone that's sick and we can, you know, go pray for them or whatever, you can encourage one another. If God gives you a word for them, share it. Uh, it may be, if you've never done it before, it may, you know, scare the heck out of you. Um, it may, you may be afraid. What if it's wrong? What if I didn't hear that? Just tell them, I think this is what I heard, and, and I, I feel like God told me to share this with you. Their responsibility is to test it. You know, don't, you don't have to say, you know, old, you know, King James Version, thus saith the Lord. You know, when, when you're saying, just say, I feel like the Holy Spirit told me to share this with you. You pray about it. You test it. You judge it. See if it confirms in, in your spirit. But as you operate in those gifts, God will use you to minister to others. And what the word says is that will encourage others. It will speak to others. And, and in the cases like the word that I shared about my own testimony, it just reconfirmed over and over and over. God sees me. He hears me. He hears my cry. And he has an answer to my question and to my prayer. Whether it was the answer I wanted or not, it encouraged me because I knew God said, yes, you haven't missed it. You're where you're supposed to be. Be patient. Keep sticking with it. I'm with you, even in the place that you don't want to be. And so even even though that part wasn't encouraging, I was encouraged because I knew God was still with me. Um, another thing that's referenced in these passages is uh, speaking in tongues, and it refers to it being as a as a prayer language, as a private, personal prayer language, and also that it can be done in public. Um, this August, Candy and I and our family will have been in the pastors for six years. In those six years, in two services, which I think we'd already started the the, the 9 a.m. and the 10, 10.30 service, but it was actually only in, I think, the 10.30 twice, um, we've had someone uh, speak in tongues. Um, and both times we asked for and received an interpretation, which is what the scripture says is supposed to happen. And we believe that it was from God. It was um, unnerving at the time. I know I was on, on stage the first time it happened. And uh, immediately I started praying and was asking God, is this from you? Is this something I need to stop? Is it, you know, and just, and felt like you said, no, this is, this is okay. Let it go. And, and so I did. It probably lasted, you know, maybe 10 seconds, but it felt like an hour. Um, and then at the end, I, I just referenced these passages. And I said, you know, this is in Scripture. It's not... Um, you know, it may be the first time some people had ever experienced that, but the scripture talks about it. And, and I said, if somebody does that and it's in a public setting, there has to be an interpretation. If there's not, you judge it and you tell that person, do not speak in public again, because you did something on your own. Because had it been from God, he would have given interpretation. If he didn't give the interpretation, both line up with the Holy Spirit and us knowing that's what God said, then that wasn't from him. Um, and so 
and I told the first service, and I may have shared this previously with y'all, but uh, I had to repent myself after the first time that happened because in my office and praying, I was just kind of like, this was the following week after that first time. I just kind of said, oh, Lord, I hope that doesn't happen again. Um, <laughs> and then, and immediately, I mean, literally immediately I was convicted and was repenting because I was like, okay, God, you know, forgive me. And the reason that I was saying that is I've seen it um, abused. You know, where, where you can put a, a, um, a word that's in tongues and a interpretation and even a prophecy that you could go to some, some places, some churches and literally have it in the same order of service. Like they, you know, you play two songs and then somebody's going to give a prophetic word or a, a word in tongues and then there's going to be an interpretation. Then we do two, two more songs and this person most likely is going to have something to say. I mean, to where, I mean, they, the people that would be there all the time would even know the individuals when it's going to happen and all that, you know, you know, it's just it's just going to happen. And in in my opinion, I believe a lot of those cases are people who are, um, you know, it may be they're they're looking for attention. They're doing it on their own. It may or may you know. Sometimes it might be from God. I don't think it's every time after the second song. You know, like it just doesn't work that way. God does, and God's very specific. If you look, if you've studied scripture well at all, you know God virtually never does the same thing twice the same way. Like, so if something is that orchestrated and structured, you can pretty much guarantee God's not in that because he doesn't do it that way. Um, and so our heart was, and what we prayed at that time was, Lord, you do it if it's you. We want you to speak if it's you. If it's not, Lord, protect us. And if someone does speak and it's not them, tell us in our spirit that we might judge it and stop it. And the same thing goes for, for prophetic words, even though they're understandable, they're spoken in, you know, in English where we're all going to understand it. It doesn't mean it's from God. We have to test it and, and we will do that. Um, and we've, we have done that with the different words that we've received. So that's our heart, that just, just like what that scripture said about Samuel, that he didn't, that none of his words fell to the ground, and the reason was because all the words he spoke were from God. And so our heart is, if those gifts happen at whatever frequency or however God chooses to display them, whether it's in this congregation or in a life group or in your own home or at school or at work or wherever God chooses to display himself in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, that they're him. That they're him and that he's speaking and we're only obedient to what he said. Uh, one other question would be, uh, that maybe some of you might be asking is, uh, who would speak a prophetic word? Well, whoever God speaks to. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, it's if God speaks to you and tells you and instructs you to share it, then you're sharing a prophetic word. In Acts chapter 1 verse 14, it says, All these, and it's speaking of the disciples, with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. So the disciples, who were all men, were gathered together in one accord with the women in prayer. They were all together uh, in that place. And then Acts chapter 2 verse 17 is a prophetic word and says, In the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So this passage confirms two things. First of all, the gift of prophecy will continue. And uh, like I said, we've read multiple passages on that. And then secondly, both women and men will prophesy. In Acts chapter 21, Paul entered a house of Philip the evangelist, and he stayed with him. And in verse 9 of that chapter, it says, He, Philip, 
speaking of Philip the evangelist, had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. And that's just kind of an interesting footnote because it doesn't give any of their prophecies or anything like that. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, and by the way, he had four daughters and they prophesied. Um, so there, those, those four young ladies uh, who were Philip the evangelist's daughters operated in the gift of prophecy. The Gospel of Luke in chapter 2 also records Anna uh, prophesying over Jesus Christ himself as a baby when Mary and Joseph brought him in. God gave her a prophetic word about Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, there's at least five recorded women prophets uh, found there. All that just to say that, that this isn't a gift that's for, for men or women alone. God uses whoever he chooses to speak to. Um, over the past few weeks, we've covered what prophecy is in general and that we're to test prophetic words and not just assume they're true because the person giving it says it is, that prophecy and other giftings are to be exercised in order and that both men and women can be used by God in the gift of prophecy. So all that being said, uh, before I started this series, uh, which now I think is three or four weeks ago, um, I'd met with the elders and told them that I felt like God had said when we wrap this series up um, that I believe he, he was instructing us to give a time that was going to be available to receive a prophetic word. Um, and so that's going to be next Sunday. Uh, that's, the, that's the end of this series. I'll probably have a very short um, you know, message maybe, uh, give a little bit of, of direction, but there's definitely not, not going to be a sermon. We're just going to believe that God's going to speak. Um, the other thing that, that I would say that, uh, is I would rather look like a fool standing up here and not sharing anything than say something that God doesn't say. And so I may or may not get one. The elders may or may not get one. Um, the, the plan is not that we're going to have all of us standing up here just looking at you. Um, we haven't, <laughs> we'll be praying a lot more about it this week, exactly how it's orchestrated. But, um, most likely I'll be up here, uh, as, as kind of a moderator, if you will, um, and, and just the one handing out the microphone to, to our elders or to some other specific people. Um, at the very beginning of the series, I asked a handful of people to be praying with us about this, that I just felt like that's what God said, is that He was going to give us some words and that He wanted us to, operate in this gifting. Um, the other thing that he spoke to me as we've gone through this whole series was that, like, my hope uh, and that, we, that I told the elders at, at first was, like, you know, maybe he's going to give it to us in advance. The same, I've shared a word that Candy got back in uh, 2019, and it's actually out in the foyer printed, and y'all are all welcome to pick it up. It's actually got two other uh, words that we've received um, there as well, but pick it up, read it, pray, pray over it with us as, as we've been um, asking you to pray with us and, you know, test it, see if, if you believe God's saying it's something that he said. And if it is, how do we walk out in it? Um, but you can have a printed copy so you can be more, more specific in your prayers. But so my hope or, or desire is that, was that he would do something nice and neat like this where he tells us in advance over the last four weeks he would have spoken to each one of us and we would have a word that we said, yeah, we believe this is from God. And we could even show each other beforehand and then come out and say, okay, here's what we've heard. But the more that we prayed, the more that I felt like God was saying, not going to work that way. <laughs> You're going to have to trust me in the in the moment, you know, and, and believe that that's what I said. And I believe that's what he said for us to do. So if he said it, I'm believing he's going to actually speak something to us. Um, and, and we're going to be obedient. And if not, okay. 
I missed it. It's okay. I, none of these scriptures are false. It just means I, I missed this one thing on what we were supposed to do. Um, but I guarantee all of our heart is that we would rather say absolutely nothing than share something and be saying it. So we believe this is something God's saying when it's not from him. Um, and uh, the elders, I would say, have kind of spent several years, maybe about four or five years. I don't know that we started right when I got here. But one of the things that I felt and we started doing in our elders meeting was the practice that I kind of told you about that you could do in a home group, in your own family, with Christian brothers and sisters meeting together, is asking God and saying, okay, word says we can prophesy. Let's sit and ask for God to speak something. And if he shares something for this small little group and you feel like he's saying something, somebody could share that. And the rest would be able to judge that and say, but do we, do we feel like that was from God or not? You, you, know, you, you don't have to have this kind of, uh, of audience to, to operate in the prophetic gifts um, or any of the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit. Um, so anyway, the elders, all of our meetings start out with a time of, of just quiet prayer and then we'll pray. And then at the end of that prayer... We just asked, anybody hear anything? You know, did, did God share anything for the group, for the church? Uh, you know, and, and sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's one or two, sometimes it's none. And then we just go on. You know, we, we thank him when he speaks and take note of it, of, of what's shared. And we pray about it and seek God and ask if, you know, that was something that we, the rest of us agree was from him. Um, and so, you know, through that time, we've, you know, quote, practiced in that and all it's saying is God spoke and he speaks and we hear that word but when it turns into a prophetic word is when he instructs you to share that with somebody else another individual or or a group of people um the throne room encounter so about over a little over a year ago Stacy Feimster Pastor Gerald's daughter and she's one of our worship team leads started something called Throne Room and um it's once a month the first Saturday of the month and it's just a time of worship um totally focused on God uh if you haven't been I, I strongly strongly encourage you to to come to one this next Saturday and this this kind of happened bef- like I didn't plan this out in advance, but next Sunday, the 8th, is when we're going to have this service. The 7th is when we already had a throne room encounter scheduled. And I just believe it's going to be a special time of worship and a special time of God preparing our hearts for what he has the next day. So I would really encourage and invite all of you all to join us uh, this Saturday night at 7 p.m. for that. And just believe it's going to be a special time of worship and preparation for that. Um, So if you haven't come, come to that. And the last thing I want to share before we close is that uh, it was actually I was talking to one of our elders after last week's message, and he was saying he felt like this whole series has kind of been a preparatory word. Um, and I, I agree with that, and I also think with the word uh, that, that I've shared with you about what, what God said uh, was going to happen here, which let me just, I'll read that one more time. It says, this is a church of healing. People come here and they are healed physically, emotionally, and mentally. We as a church need to not be afraid of it, but embrace it because a flood is coming. A flood of people who are going to need Jesus in this small little town. He says to be faithful and pray because people are going to need him. He needs the warriors in this church to be his hands and feet. I also felt how much he loves the church. He has an overwhelming love for this church. It was hard to write down at the time, but New Covenant is the beginning of the vision of what he wants a church to be like. Continue to seek him, for he desires more with you. Um, And so one of the things that we've said in this series about prophetic words is that 
God says it, so when it happens, we know it was him. So this word says some specific things. If it was him, when it happens, we're going to know that he said it and that he was faithful and did exactly what he said. Um, and that's one of the words that we want you all to join us in praying over. Um, but by us, if we never shared that with you, if we didn't continue to share that word with you, when it happened, we could kind of tell you in reverse, oh, hey, we had this word and he did it. Well, we could make that up. <laughs> you know, we could, that would be something that could be devised. But when we're telling you over and over and over before it happens and just saying, we believe this is what God says, then when it happens, there's no question that God did what he said. And that's what, that's what we're believing for and asking you to join us in prayer. Um, two very other short scriptures and then we'll, we'll close. Um, I got these this morning as we were worshiping in Joshua 24, 23. And this goes to, um, the fact that the most important thing, my heart for each and every one of you, is that you hear the voice of God for yourself. Um, it's not about coming to a place where someone else is hearing God for you. You need to hear and know the voice of God yourself. Uh, Pastor Robert Morris, uh, he's pretty well known. But many years ago, I heard him uh, preach on this, and he would say, or said that people would come up to him like after services and things and say, do you have a prophetic word for me? They were basically saying, can you hear God for me? And his response was, I mean, you know, sometimes God might have given him one, but he said most of the time he said, what you need to do is pray and get a word for yourself. You need to hear God for yourself. And uh, the word that I got this morning was incline, and it brought two scriptures to my mind. The first was Joshua 24:23, And it says, He said, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And then the other one is in Jeremiah 35, 15. And it says, I have sent to you all my servants, the prophets. And at the time when I went to this, I didn't even realize it was about prophecy, but it, but it is God saying, I've sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them persistently saying, turn now every one of you from his evil way and amend your deeds and do not go after other gods to serve them. And then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to you and your fathers, but you did not incline your ear or listen to me. Um, so this is one of those scriptures that's actually in the negative that they weren't listening but I believe the encouragement is that we incline our ear and our heart to hear the voice of God. And my prayer for each and every one of you is that you will hear the voice of God for yourself and you will know. And when someone shares a word, whether it's from here or someone else, that you will know that is or is not God because I know his voice. And he is speaking. And he's speaking now. We read that he knew the end from the beginning. No matter how chaotic things may get in this world, we can rest assured that God is not surprised and he's bringing about everything that he said he would and 100% of what he said will come to pass. And he's speaking to you for your life right now today and if you'll incline your heart and your ear to him, you'll hear his voice. Will you bow your head with me as we close in prayer this morning? Generally, Father, we just thank you for your word. I thank you that your word said that Jesus Christ himself is the word of God made flesh. Father, you've put the word in us if we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Father, we have nothing to give except what you've given us. 
We were dead and lost in our transgressions, but you made us alive. You set us free. Father, you do every miraculous work in our life. And we give you all praise and all glory and all honor. And I pray that everywhere this body, not just New Covenant, but the body of Christ goes, Lord, that we take you with us. And that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And people will know and see that you are God. And there is no other like you. We give you all praise and glory and honor. And we thank you that you continue to speak. Open our eyes to see that we're not surrounded by the enemy, Lord. We're surrounded by you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you stand with me as we close? announcements before we go. NCC Kids Volunteer Meeting is this Wednesday at NCC West at 6.30 and dinner is included. So if you're volunteering for NCC Kids or if you're interested in volunteer or just need a supper, the kids ministry next week, because you could probably volunteer after you eat well. Next Wednesday, 6.30, dinner included. Next Sunday morning is going to be promotion for our children's ministry. So if, if their kids are going into first grade, they'll go over to NCC West next Sunday. If sixth graders, you're going to be coming to youth next Sunday night. So just remember, next Sunday is when our kids kind of promote up to the different age groups. Uh, throne room encounter, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, August 7th. Common Ground is still closed, but it's going to be opening for Friday the 13th. That'll be a scary day. 
Don't forget the printout of the prophetic words on the table in the foyer. Pray over it. Get a word from God. Write it down. And be excited about coming next Sunday to hear what God has to say to New Covenant Church. Amen? Amen. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We honor you. And God, we are expecting for you to speak because we long to hear your voice together. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Have a blessed week this week. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 